Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. We've hit the mid-season point with your 1-7 and seven Giants. We can argue all you want about whether they've improved, whether they haven't improved. Daniel Jones, uh, the future of Dave Gettleman, all of those things. A lot of you guys already know my opinions on, on a lot of those topics. So uh, here to help me break it down, here to give us uh, another viewpoint on, on a lot of that stuff is former NFL executive of the year, Jeff Diamond. Jeff, how you doing? And thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah, I'm doing great, Ed. How you doing? I'm in the, good. In this crazy year, a crazy year for sure. Staying safe, trying to stay positive, just right. uh, doing doing the best we can. That's exactly right. That's what we're all doing. And so let's so let's talk New York Giants and and the New York Giants are doing the best they can as well at this point. And and, and record wise, it hasn't been good the first half of the year. One in seven, not the way obviously that that they would that they would have liked you know to have begun the Joe Judge era. Judge in his weekly press conferences makes the case that he is seeing weekly improvement from this team, that they've come a long way, you know, from, from the zoom calls to training camp to the, to week, you know, to week one to now, you know, that he sees a lot of improvement and they, and, and their last three losses have been by six points, a, you know, a total of six points. Do you, when you look at the Giants from the outside, do you buy the argument that they're getting better? Well, I think it's it's kind of hard to tell in some ways. And as you said, the last three games have been close games, and and losing by two to Tampa Bay the other night with a chance to to tie uh, with a two point conversion that that didn't come through, and beating Washington by one the week before, and they've, they've got the three-point loss to Dallas, close loss to the Bears. So so they have been competitive for the most part in most of the games, except perhaps the 49ers. And I, I think it's difficult from the, from the aspect of to judge the team with their dynamic running back has been out, obviously, Saquon Barkley, and then Devontae Freeman they bring in, and he gets hurt. And so... The running game has been not great, obviously, ranked 25th in the league. And that puts more pressure on the passing game and Daniel Jones in his second year. And I th- I've seen some good things from, from Daniel Jones. I think the other night was a, was a great example against Tampa Bay when he, his inaccuracy at times and forcing some balls and throws two picks but he he's got the good mobility. He, he's got a good enough arm, and he he just flashes some really good things, such as the touchdown pass to Golden Tate was a great throw, and then he gets him in position to tie the game and, and makes a bad throw on the two point conversion attempt to Deion Lewis and and throws it kind of a little bit behind him, a little bit late, and and the the play was there to, to be made. So those are the things that that are kind of frustrating, I'm sure. For for Judge and, and for Gettleman and and John Mara as, as they look at this team and and think wow, considering how weak the NFC East is this year, that if anybody anybody could put together a decent run, the division is there for the taking and and perhaps even the Giants going to Washington this week and then they have the Eagles at home and <clears throat> at Cincinnati after their bye and 
all of a sudden you you win three straight in in that division, you're you're right in the thick of it. So anything can still happen this season. And I think the other thing that is difficult is just the COVID season is kind of hard to make big judgments on teams. And I just I just think it was always going to be the advantage was going to go to the teams that had the returning head coaches, returning quarterbacks, a returning core of talent such as Kansas City. We thought San Francisco would be in that position, but they've had a million injuries and, and Baltimore, but they've been a kind of up and down. <clears throat> Pittsburgh, for example, with, with Big Ben coming back and, and the coaching staff intact. And the, the advantage really goes to those teams in a season with no offseason program on field and makes it very difficult for for teams with a lot of turnover, a lot of changes, such as the Giants have had. So not that that's going to make it any easier for Dave Gettleman to perhaps survive this thing, <clears throat> but I think that he may buy another year only because of, of COVID, because of, of uh, all the difficulties navigating that with no offseason, and still with a young quarterback without your top running back, missing your second-round pick who's been out for the – basically the year so far, and Xavier McKinney, who could be back, as you know, fairly soon, and and a rookie left tackle who certainly is undergoing some growing pains, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into all of that. We'll get into Gettleman's future. We'll get into a little bit of Andrew Thomas. Um, the thing that that I want to focus on right now, though, still is is Daniel Jones and you know we've been talking a ton about Jones at at Big Blue View Giants fans all the Giants websites it's all it's all looking at Jones and and is he progressing is he developing and you can make an argument that I made this week at Big Blue View that with with a little bit better quarterback play the Giants already have three or four wins that you know that that quarterback play has if not lost to them games, has taken them out of position to have an opportunity to win three, maybe four games already this year. And the thing that's concerning for me with Daniel Jones, and I, I want you to comment on this, the thing that's that's concerning for me is there are certain mistakes that he continues to make over and over. And there are certain things that were in his scouting report in terms of processing time and and decision making in the pocket and and things like that that I have begun to wonder is this just what Daniel Jones is are those things going to get better and and how do you see that are there certain things with quarterbacks that just you know they are what they are and things like pocket presence you know is just something a, a player has or doesn't have well I, I think there is a lot of instinctiveness to to the quarterback position and we can see that with a guy like Patrick Mahomes, uh, for example. And and I, I think that certainly it can be improved and players can get better in terms of, of the clock in their head, in terms of, of not targeting receivers and going to second and third options. And and we've seen the success of, of quarterbacks such as Brady the other night. You could see him being able to come off his primary guy, even though, even though Tom has some issues with some accuracy in that game too. So it, it's not, it's not something that is necessarily innate in everybody, but 
But I, I think I, I do think Daniel Jones can improve in that in that area. And I also think that when he's got Barkley in the backfield, it makes such a huge difference because then teams are going to respect the run more. It it plays into the play action game, and and I think that will help his cause. And then he'll be able to to pick out guys like Ingram and Slayton, and because there are there are some quality players on the offense if he's got the time to throw and he's not getting pressured all the time and and so I think those are some of the issues that again relate back to the growing pains of, of Thomas at left tackle the pressures he's allowed but I would say in terms of Daniel Jones the jury is still out and it's 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 obvious that that that's the situation and will he turn into uh, a, an elite quarterback a pro bowl quarterback I, I I've, I've seen some really good things from him the last couple of years and and I watched him very closely when the Vikings who I cover uh, played them last year and he he made made some really good throws and and was was dangerous on the run with with escaping the pocket and those are the kind of things I think are important to a quarterback in this day and age to have that mobility and to be able to make plays on the move and and I think again when they've got the running game as, as a threat that play action will be so much more effective. So with Saquon Barkley in the backfield for a full season, and then we can make our, our kind of final judgments in terms of will he improve his pocket presence, will he improve his accuracy, and all those type of things. So you actually sort of answered my last Daniel Jones question already. There is There is a theory because of where the Giants sit right now in the draft order and, and that obviously we're, we're halfway through the season and, you know, two or three wins and, and everything changes. But the, the question that's hovering around right now is considering the same mistakes being made, considering what, what people see as a lack of progress and, and where the Giants are. Is it possible that that Daniel Jones is playing the last eight games of the season to prove to the Giants that they don't need to go back into the draft and, and take another quarterback? And, and if he plays this badly, do they have to go get another quarterback? I, I think in terms of, of the future course of, of the quarterback position for the Giants, I don't really expect the Giants to to make a move and, and go to the draft and look at a Justin Fields or something like that when they invested the sixth pick in the draft on Daniel Jones just the two years ago. And I think they're going to, they want to give him time and, and play this thing out a little bit further. As I said, he has, he has talent. There's no question about that. He's just got to improve in a lot of different areas. And so I just don't see them giving up the ship on him at this point in time. And I think that, as I said, all the, the money they've invested in him and the, and the money you invest in your scouting department to identify him as a talent that they pick whatever sixth overall, that I just don't see them going a different direction at this point in time. As I said, the jury's still out, and a year from now that may be a different situation. And they're still in the, the enviable situation salary cap-wise when you've got a young quarterback that you can – build up other positions around and we've seen that time and again the Chiefs were able to do it with Mahomes until he got his last contract the Seahawks did it with Russell Wilson as a third round pick the Cowboys were able to do that with obviously with their situation 
at quarterback and and so it just I don't see the I don't see the Giants giving up on Daniel Jones yet. No. All right, Jeff, I want to take a, a really short break here for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. When we come back, we'll talk uh, talk about the future of, of Dave Gettleman. Uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit about Joe Judge and, and some other Giants uh, Giants related topics. So hang hang in there, Giants fans. We'll be right back. All right, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast, and we're talking with former NFL Executive of the Year Jeff Diamond about uh, Giants-related issues at the the midpoint of the 2020 season. Jeff, we have to talk about Dave Gettleman, and you you mentioned it. I mean, there there's there's a lot of of people in Giants Nation in the fan base, even in Giants media, who are screaming for Gettleman's head. They're they're looking at the record and saying they've won 10 games and i think they're they're what maybe 10 and 30 or something you know, somewhere along that line in in Dave's 2 plus years as as gm and and looking at that and saying they they can't possibly continue down this path with with Dave Gettleman and i'm not so sure about that to be honest with you i'm not you know with with a, a new head coach that's only been there for a year uh, with the quarterback that that Gettleman drafted. Uh, I'm not so sure that that Dave doesn't get more time to try to get this right. And, and you kind of mentioned it just with this year being what it's been. Can you see both sides of of the coin with whether Dave stays or goes? Yeah, I definitely can, and I, I could understand if John Mayer made the move and just said we haven't made enough progress and. And that we're going to make a change at, at the GM spot, but I could I could also easily see John sticking with Dave for at least another year and saying it's been a COVID year, it's been a weird year, we've had major injuries, and let's see how this plays out, and and let's see how the draft class develops, and there've been some interesting players in this draft class, we know that, but I I do think that that there are it is a it's kind of a 50-50 proposition in my mind at this point that it, it could definitely go either way and as you said there is the the coaching transition and 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 the Saquon Barkley injury just has a major major impact on everything going on but but I I think in terms of what 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 have they done free agency wise I think they've added some some pretty good players and Blake Martinez has been a really good linebacker I think that that um, Leonard Williams has been a good addition at times. He's a little bit up and down, but but he's he's certainly as productive as anybody on that defensive line. And Jabril Peppers makes makes plays in the secondary, and when they get McKinney back to be a, a pair of safety with him, see how that looks. And so it's just it's just kind of hard to say. I think the one thing that hurts him at this point too is is what, what's going on with Andrew Thomas. And especially when you look at Tristan Worst the other night, Tampa Bay, who is the, probably playing the best of those first-round rookie tackles and was taken whatever seven picks behind or nine picks behind Thomas and is playing better at this point. Now, he's also playing with Tom Brady. It doesn't hurt <laughs> because he gets the ball out quick. And he's got a running game, and he's got all the other things. But but there are some things that Dave's done that that I I was certainly not disapprove of. I I thought trading Odell Beckham was was a good move. I thought Odell Beckham was was going to be a train wreck at some point and had injury issues and 
<clears throat> so now we see what's happened in Cleveland. He's been very lukewarm in production. He's hurt again. And <clears throat> so I don't, I don't begrudge the move that, that they made <clears throat> with, with Odell. And so, yeah, I could see it either way. If I was going to guess because of this year, because of COVID and everything that's happened, I think he stays one more year. I think, you know, before we move off, off the, the Gettleman topic, you know, you can argue, you can parse everything that Dave has done. And, and I think the Andrew Thomas situation, I'm not giving up on a 21 year old kid being a good NFL left tackle at all, you know, but right now it, right now it doesn't look good because the three guys drafted behind him are playing better. But for me, I think there's two things that, that this comes down to really I think it's do the Giants continue to believe in Daniel Jones do they give him more time because I'm not sure that if you feel like you have to go back in and go get another quarterback I'm not sure they want to give Dave a chance to make that call and the other part of that is John Mara has said a couple of times that he really likes the way that Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman operate behind the scenes that and, and, you know, Judge has, has said the same things, you know, that, that, uh, that they seem to be on the same page. So for me, it's, it's how they feel about Daniel Jones and it's how ownership feels about the relationship between Judge, who's going to be there for a while and Gettleman. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that is true. I think a lot of the chemistry in an organization, it's important that, the coach and the GM can work together there. They may disagree at times and they're going to disagree at times. And that was always a situation for me <clears throat> with head coaches I worked with in the past. <clears throat> and so you just have to take that and understand that's the way it's going to work. And, but, but I think that it is a positive when, when there is some synergy there. And, and cer- certainly I agree with you. I think the, the Daniel Jones decision is, is key. But I, I just don't see them giving up on Daniel Jones after two years. And as I said, especially considering the, the major injury to Barkley and and so and then the development of, of Thomas in the offensive line. And, and so I, I think that, that they're going to let that play out one more year. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to get a chance to get the top overall pick. And, and so it, in terms of, of having the premier quarterback in the draft, that's that's not going to. Probably not going to happen <clears throat> when the team across town is 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 doing worse, <laughs> and so and I and I think the Giants have the advantage of, of playing in a division where they can get a few more wins. So the other thing, you know, I wrote way back at the beginning of the season that for me, you know, everybody always asks me how do you judge a successful season, you know, f- for the Giants considering where they are right now and. In the COVID environment and the lack of an off season and, and, and all of those things. And I said that for me, it kind of comes down to two things. Do you, do you come out of this season believing in the quarterback and, and, the, and the jury is out there? As you've said, I think he's got, I think all the talent is there. It's just a question of, you know, of, are the mistakes, are we going to see the mistakes less often? So the jury is kind of out on the quarterback. The other question for me was, you know, or the other p- 
piece to the puzzle was you want to come out of the 2020 season feeling like you have the correct head coach, feeling like you have a guy you can go forward with that you're not going to have to replace after two years like they did with McAdoo and, and, and Shermer. And for me, I don't care about the record. Everything that I've seen, everything that I've heard, everything about Joe Judge to me screams that this is the right guy to be there for for quite a while uh you you agree with that or not i i do i i like the energy that the team plays with under him and, and i think uh despite some talent issues in certain positions and injury problems and all that he's got them playing hard he's got them the other night playing the team that perhaps could be the the top team in the nfc this year playing them down to the wire and so I think those are positives that that even at at one and six the Giants go out and and give a, a solid performance the other night against Tampa Bay and and I just feel like he's got a good presence. I feel like the players want to play for him. <clears throat> I thought the story with Logan Ryan and and his his wife's illness was was really kind of an interesting take from a veteran player who saluted Judge for how he handled the situation and. And, and and gave gave Logan Ryan the slack he needed to deal with the situation, and so I think there there are a lot of positive things about him so far. But ultimately, you're going to be judged on wins and losses. But it's not going to happen in 2020 or 21. There, there, he's going to have some time to prove himself, and and we'll see how it shakes out. Now, the history of of the Belichick tree, the coaching tree, has not necessarily been great even though Mike Vrabel's had a lot of success in Tennessee. <clears throat> but I, th- I think Joe Judge is kind of cut in that same cloth and kind of tough-minded, but yet <clears throat> is a people person, gets along with everybody. And I think he's a guy that could be a keeper. But, again, we'll see how it plays out. All right, Jeff, thank you very, very much for spending some, some time with me uh, with me today. Why don't you uh, tell the folks where they can, where they can find your, your work these days, where they, can, uh, where they can catch you on uh, social media. Yeah, th- thanks, Ed. And it's it's at Jeff Diamond NFL on Twitter, and and I I do a podcast um, with Jim Suhan of the Star Tribune in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, on the Talk North Network, talk, TalkNorth.com, where where we cover the Vikings very closely and the NFL, and 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 the Vikings are a team that's that's also had a little bit of struggles early this season and some quarterback questions here with Kirk Cousins, but they got a big win in Green Bay last week, and Dalvin Cook ran wild, and and so perhaps they could make a little run here in the next few weeks. They've, the schedule is turning a little more in their favor, so we'll see how that plays out. But, but yeah, I just uh, <clears throat> do a lot of media work here in town. I also work for an NFL agent group uh, called IFA, and we represent <clears throat> about 30 or so NFL players around the league, including Adam Thielen, Viking star receiver Jonathan Allen, great defensive lineman for the Redskins, who you guys will see this week. And also one of our clients is Tay Crowder, who was off to a terrific start with the Giants as a, as a rookie linebacker, as you know, as a seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, and made the team and put himself in a position where he actually was a starter for several games before he, he hurt his hamstring. So we're hoping that Tay gets back real quick. He scored the winning touchdown against the Redskins a couple of weeks ago, and I hear that the Giants love him, and which they should. He's a hard-working guy and a, and a quality 
quality young man. And so we're really excited to represent Tay and, and hope for a great career for him with the Giants. I can't wait to see him get back on the field, to be honest with you. It's just <clears throat> he wasn't fantastic in the, in the couple games that he started, but a young kid coming, you know, last player selected in the draft, getting a chance to start. He showed promise. He made some plays, and that's all you can ask for. And I know that that I want to see more, and I think a, a lot of Giants fans do as well. Yeah, definitely true. And along with his great linebacker play, potentially he's an excellent special teamer. And I think those are the things that, are tra- that attracted the Giants to draft him initially and give him an opportunity to play. And and so, yeah, we're just hoping he gets back really soon. And I think that he'll have a, a good chance to get some quality play time over the rest of the season. All right, Jeff, thank you very, very much. And uh, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.